Hello, this is Andrew from Nobody Wake the Bugbear, and today I'll be announcing the details of our long-awaited campaign for the Mothership sci-fi horror RPG, published by Tuesday Night Games. Stay tuned to the end of the announcement for a 15-minute preview of the first episode. Sticking with our theme, the campaign will be called Ghosts and the Machine, and will follow the Black Swan security specialists as they head to the edge of rim space to the X-Class port Prospero's Dream, where they will be given a secret mission to explore the Cloud Bank Synthetics production facility, also known as The Deep. These two iconic locations are of course from the Mothership RPG adventure books A Pound of Flesh, written by Sean McCoy, Don Stroud and Luke Gearing, and the sci-fi mega-dungeon that is Gradient Descent, also written by Luke Gearing. We will be using the Mothership RPG first edition rules and the updated versions of these adventures. You can get the digital edition of the Mothership RPG first edition rules as well as these adventures on backer kit right now by going to survivesolvesave.com. Nobody Wake the Bugbear presents Ghosts and the Machine will premiere on our podcast feed on October 20th and will run for at least 25 weeks. Yes, that is 25 episodes we are expecting for this campaign. We invite you to follow along and discuss the show in our new official Discord. You can find the link in the description below. Come and join us. This series would not be possible without the generous support from our patrons. I'd like to give a huge thanks to the following people. Nubis, Chris Aereo, Tom, Dungeon Maestro, Watt, Stam Demand, Bearded Tit, Heartbeats, Samantha, Air Node, Chris, Alexandros, Briefcase, Adrian, Ricardo, Salty Vampire, sorry it's a long list, I need to take a breath here, Divinity, Donnie, Kick Maniac, Ben 10, Dirk, Bleep Blaf, Alejandro, Mobius, Sean, Seamus, and Guillaume. I hope I said that right. If you would like to join our Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash nwtbpodcast where you can get early access to the campaign. How early, you say? How about next week? Yes, Ghosts and the Machine, Episode 1, Calm Before the Storm, will be available to our patrons from the 6th of October. You'll also get access to some artwork and exclusive sneak peeks into our upcoming productions. We hope to see you there. Now, without further ado, please enjoy the character introduction and preview. This is Nobody Wake the Bugbear Presents Ghosts and the Machine. Hello, I am Galen Dynamics Android 201, Raphael. I am a member of the private security firm Black Swan Security Specialists. Led by the tenacious Marine, Rian Prince, the group also consists of former Gravity Ball champion and teamster Gordon Goodshot Good and their military surgeon and scientist friend Dr. Craig Graham. It has been 12 months, 24 days, 6 hours and 13 minutes since I, along with Rian and Gordon, liberated the Mercer Deep Space Logistics Vessel, the CTS Merciful Dawn, from assault by the new Anglican Blood Pirates. Upon the recommendation of the Merciful Dawn's captain, Miles Crown, the Black Swan security specialists accepted a regular contract at Mercer, providing security to high-risk transport operations. The work was steady, and the salary was good. 
Two months, four days, two hours and 21 seconds ago, the Black Swans received an encoded message from the Mercer DSL Special Operations Division with an intriguing offer. An offer of passage to the infamous X-Class port, Prospero's Dream, located on the frontier of Rimspace. There they will meet a Mercer contract and the mission parameters will be revealed. Itching to climb the corporate ladder, Rian Prince, Gordon Good, and Dr. Craig Graham pack their gear, sort out their personal affairs, and begin their journey to Prospero's dream. Yes, PSD, we will stay behind to manage the firm in their absence. Yes, I expect it would be very dangerous, but I'm sure they can handle themselves. And we fade out. We fade in. A massive space station takes up most of the screen's view. The huge center spire is surrounded by misshapen towers fused together with an outer ring of over 12 kilometers in diameter. Text streams across the bottom third. Prospero's dream. X-class port. Population, eight million. The dream is operated by the Golyonova Dve Bratva, aka the Novos, or Yandi's people. A powerful criminal syndicate led by the cold-blooded Yandi, backed by the elite Tempest Mercenary Company. Together they sell the lucrative drug, Psycorax. 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 Is it, uh, does it say that there? Yeah. Alright. It's Psycorax in the play. What play? Uh, the Tempest by Shakespeare. Oh, Psycorax? Where Prospero comes from. They sell the lucrative drug, Sycorax, which is supplied by the Solarian Church and distributed by the Teamsters local, 32819L. There is no greater hive of scum and villainy within rim space. It is haphazard, disorganised, overcrowded and teeming with hustlers and criminals of all stripes. The dream can satisfy your deepest desires and all it asks for is a pound of flesh. We cut to a boarding shuttle approaching one of the hundreds of small ports that make up the dry dock of the station. Inside we see a collection of new and old arrivals to the Prospero's dream. A mix of hardened teamsters, shady hustlers and modded out slick world junkies. We focus in on three people sitting near each other. John, who do we see sitting in this medium-sized transport? Sitting kind of casually, you see a big, kind of slightly dopey thumb of a man. He's, he's got balding, blonde, buzzed head. He's got a square jaw. He's, he's kind of a football player. Uh out-of-work football player. He looks like someone that peaked in high school and is now just kind of like a, like a, a man who once had glorious days, basically. And his name is Gordon Good. And he's a teamster. And he says, looking out the window, Don't they know how to make pretty stations anymore? I grew up on Apollo Malibu. That was a pretty place. Kind of had a shining dome. What happened to shining domes? Are they not cool anymore? Answering his question is another man, 
and friend, Josh. Who is this person? Got to concentrate really hard not to go back to the same mistake that I did last time. Which was? Changing the accent into Filipino instead of the accent that I intended. But that's the accent that that people have had six hours of listening to. Is it changed? Let me see if I can get it. It, it'll still sound similar, to be honest. It's just right, a just different bit of continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can work on it. What was it that you said was cool? Don't they make pretty stations anymore with domes and shit? Yeah. That's true. I mean, uh, this is Rian, Rian Prince. He's a fairly lean and, and muscular, but somewhat shorter stature gentleman. You can see that he's got a cybernetic eye, which was previously blasted out from a previous encounter. And he's uh, looking at his friend Gordon and saying, yeah, you know, it's true. Um, You don't see many of those anymore. It's very disappointing, huh? I guess people are not so cheerful anymore. I feel like people had hope back when I was a kid. Ah, there's always hope. There's always hope. You just got to hold it yourself. It's fine. Fucking A, man. But, um, what do you think we're expecting when we get there? Well, they said this place is not so nice. I've got a feeling it's going to be full of a lot of creeps. So I guess we just keep our head down and meet with this corpo. Yeah, and keep our backs close to each other. Rian, what was your class? I am a marine, which means I am good at fighting. And I typically carry around a lot of uh, heavy weapons. So heavy machine gun and I have a new claw, which I have yet to try out, actually. Um, Very keen. Very keen. Listening to this exchange is the final member that is here today for the Black Swan Security Specialists. Here, unknown, Dr. Craig Graham. Doug, who is this person? Sitting across from Rian is a... A man who looks to be, he looks older than what he probably is. He, he's a man that's um, definitely been through a lot. He's got a rugged face with a black beard that sort of form fits his, his jawline and his face. He's got long sort of slick back hair, a little scar running down his forehead and his cheek. He looks to be pushing close to 50, but he's younger. He's still decked out in his military gear. He has on one shoulder, he's got two patches. One's a sort of crossbone skull and posed over a red cross. And then under it is this black dog with sort of like glowy red eyes with hellhounds written underneath it. And then on his other arm is the black swan logo. Um, He's got stuff sort of taped down and into his sort of uniform. His backpack's got like a shovel and a fold-out stretcher and a beacon sort of like stuck to it. His helmet's got the big red cross to indicate a medic. And he's sort of looking inside of his helmet, peering at a photo of a a young girl and 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 an older woman. He just looks up and and goes, Gentlemen, um, perhaps we should go over the plan again the last time I left you alone I had to give one of you a new eye the other one spent weeks in surgery trying to patch up whatever the hell happened to you well I got 
Shot in the chest with a shotgun, genius. Yeah, that tends to happen. Well, we did miss you out there. I mean, we've said this before. Yeah, well... Kids, man, they do that to you. Look, I appreciate the idol, but why else do you think I haven't used this gun yet? It's very, uh, traumatic, actually. He pulls out the laser pistol. Not quite. You're on a transport, oh. basically a plane. So they usually don't let people Space just... say <laughs> They just, like, usually don't have heavy weapons on board a transport. That you why do you think I haven't used that pistol, huh? Booking passage for. I assume just because it has a habit of blowing up in people's hands. Well, I haven't seen it blow up yet, but it did blow my eye out of its uh, of my face. So, yes. you know, very traumatic, very actually. Very traumatic, yes. Fading out from this scene, just a few seats behind in this transport. Sam, who do we see? Who is this person? There's a woman sitting in the, her seat, just keeping to herself. She looks to be quite tall, although she's sitting down. Quite a lithe figure. Uh, her hair's cut into like a really sharp kind of shaggy pixie cut, but the back is shaved down to like a skin fade, so it starts quite thick at the top and then down to almost nothing towards the base of her neck. She's looking down at a very small, almost like a hollow projector, and she clicks the button on and uh, alien life form, like a giant worm appears in holographic form and kind of turns on the spot and she seems to be studying it quite intently. This is Dr. Cameron Elias. She's a scientist who specialises in exobiology. You all hear an announcement. Yeah, how you going? We're uh, approaching Prospero's dream. Everyone, you know, keep your hands inside your seats. Don't try any shit. Don't walk around. Don't use the bathrooms. We're about to land. Get ready. Don't jerk off. I didn't hear him say don't jerk off. No jerking off, too. <laughs> it's a two-way speaker. Damn it. And the ship approaches this massive station to one of the hundred of docking bays. Can you fly down? You dock at the Prospero's Dream. Gordon, Craig, and Rian, you go to gather your equipment. You've got one carry bag with you, stocked full. You get your weapons out of the secure lockers, transport it in your bag, and you disembark. Uh, Craig will put on a, like a, he'll tuck it down so it's in and around his collar, but like a half face sort of balaclava, and he'll pull out these strange, almost three eyed looking goggles and sort of stick them onto his forehead. They're sort of like, um, there's two eye holes and then like between them above them is like another almost eye hole. It just sort of connects them all together. He'll stick that on his forehead. Uh, Gordon will also grab his goggles, his infrared goggles, and just put them around his neck. And uh, just because he knows that this station's full of unsavory characters and to make sure that people don't bother him or don't try to bother him, He's going to pull out his Vibe Shetty and just have that in a little dangling holster on his belt. It's sheathed, but it's like a piece of industrial equipment, so you could get away with it not really being a weapon, but he's just going to have it with him. Are you all wearing insignias of the Black Swan security specialists? I guess we would, wouldn't we? Yeah, I, I've, Interesting. I've already stated I've got Interesting. mine. Yeah. Rian, you disembark with all your gear. Cool. 
I imagine I've got a baseball cap with a little black swan little on the front. Swan on it. Sure. On my shoulder, I've got the patch. I have mine engraved on my eye. Yes. Uh, on the on the side. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> it blew some of my skull at the yeah. same time. So, you know, it has to cap that off. You so got this it's plate. Got a little plate. Yeah. Yeah. The symbol on it. I like it. I like it. As you disembark, you enter this massive dry dock. Sparks fly as the harsh screeching of metal grinding fills the air and reverberates off the walls. You see dozens of shipbuilders scurry over scaffolding, dangling above these racks of ships. And even larger ships are docked externally. And there's people in vac suits flying around as they work maintenance. New arrivals are funneled into an area and you all go through. Just stepping off the transport towards the end is Dr. Elias. Sam? So she'll sort of get her pack, pop it on her back, put her hollow disc. She keeps it quite close to her, so she's just going to put that in her closest pocket and make sure that's secure. She's kind of coming off of the transport. She's got her lab coat on, but it looks like it's been modified so that the sleeves are a bit shorter, so that it's a bit easier to sort of like move around and do things in. And uh, she looks like she's just kind of wearing like a military tank top underneath. And she seems to have a scar that kind of goes from like one collarbone down into... Nobody really knows how long it is. (laughs) Who knows where it goes. (laughs) You are quickly all met. There's a group of you of various other passengers. A little shiny featureless android shuffles up to greet you. Shiny. And he opens with... Very robotic, monotone voice. Welcome to the dream. Hello, I am Station Android 47. All arrivals, please follow me to the clean room. Well, there it is. Some familiar characters there and some new ones. Who knows who else will show up throughout the adventure. You'll just have to wait and see. Thank you all for listening and we will see you in space.